Welcome to Dating Log, the podcast that records the ups and downs of dating in your 30s. I'm your host, Wyndham Juno, and this is episode three, Loved and Late. In this episode, I spoke with an old friend from Boston who touched on how our lives have changed since our early 20s and what it means to be dating now in terms of finding a balance with our time, energy, and building a career. I hope you all have had a wonderful Pride Month. Enjoy the episode. Okay, yes, yeah, so I am Chanda. I identify as a Southeast Asian American queer. I use she, her pronouns. And um, I would say, I would, I, would, I would consider myself maybe a dapper queer. Definitely not butch, I hate that word. I live in Providence, Rhode Island. It is very fucking cute. Um, I moved here about three years ago from Boston after having lived there for like nine years. I would like to know, can you share your age with us? Oh yeah, I am 34. I will be 35 in August. Remember when we were in our 20s? I was just gonna say, (laughs) how old were we when we met? Like 23? I was 24 when we met. Okay, then I was 23. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. I missed the part where you moved to Providence. I thought you were still in Boston. No, no, I got out of there as soon as I could. And why did you get out of there as soon as you could? What? You know, I had goals for myself. I wanted to be able to live alone. And um, in Boston, just felt so chaotic. And I, you know, I, I just got over it. Providence is so, have you been to Providence? Uh, not in a long time, I would say. Right, right, yeah. Well, it's definitely super cute. It's super queer. Um, uh, it's like quirky, eccentric, creative. Um, God, there's the. It's really, I really feel like the community here is just like top notch, really. Okay, so the community. Actually, first, let's touch on this person you're dating. How is it that you're dating someone in Brooklyn when you're living in Providence? Um, well, I'm a field service engineer, so I travel a lot. Um, and actually, currently, I am... I wouldn't call it, like, dating, I guess. It's like all three situations are super casual. Did you say all three situations? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start at the top. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that, let's do that. Okay, yeah, so I am currently in three casual dating situations. A big reason why I, they're all super casual is because I'm a field service engineer and like traveling, traveling um, is a big part of my job. So uh, I feel like that's pretty much the only capacity I have right now for dating. And they're all super great, um, and uh, yeah, it's going so it's going well so far. I this person that I'm dating in Brooklyn is the I've I've been dating her um, since January, so she's the longest running casual situation I have so far. <laughs> Can you maybe give listeners a little background, like what have the last let's say since we met, right, ten years of your relationship and dating life. What has that looked like for you? When we met, I was dating Sasha. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she and I were monogamous for, I think we dated for close to five years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when we broke up, it was a big drastic change because we were living together and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like, I had to kind of experience the world from a different perspective, like, by myself. And also, you know, heal and move forward and, yeah, really work on myself. So, but when we broke up, I, like, got on the apps pretty quickly. Which apps? Uh, Tinder. I... Yeah, because I don't think Hinge was, like, really that big then. Okay. So, um, Tinder was a big thing then, for sure. And so, I was going on lots of dates. I, it was, like, kind of unreal. And thinking about it now, in terms of, like, why I went on so many dates, I feel like it was because maybe I was trying to seek validation from people. Um, you know, because it's... I feel like that was pretty much, mm, I feel like that was a big part of like my healing process, right? It was just seeking validation from folks. But in hindsight, it definitely wasn't the best way to go because people's feelings were involved, you know, and, and, and people got hurt, I got hurt, and it just, um, it definitely wasn't the sort of validation seeking that I, I should have done. My recent monogamous relationship was happened during the pandemic so i was like i was 32 so i had been like single and dating for about four years you know when the pandemic happened obviously like you're you're gonna be stuck you know so like like <laughs> like like why not have a boo right why not like do the monogamous thing for a while um yeah from dating to like to the covid to monogamy it was it was kind of a mind fuck you know what i mean because there was so life the whole world stopped and it was just i like now all of a sudden i had to like like change my outlook and do things differently and be cautious and all this shit um not that i wasn't being cautious while i was dating but it was just like now it's like for major health reasons you know but now dating now I'm, I'm not, I'm not so much so seeking validation from these people. It's, I'm definitely in that state of mind where this is where I want to have fun. Okay. When did this most recent like dating spout start? Like when did you get out of your last relationship and start dating again? We actually broke up on my birthday last year. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been what, 10, no, nine months. So we broke up during my birthday in August last year. And then I met this wonderful person in October. And she, she was a person that I like, um, was posting about, or I soft launched and, um, things ended there because I was traveling a lot and she, and, and the connection just kind of like, you know, withered away. Yeah. So, and it, with my job, it's really hard to keep connections alive. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, a lot of people want that closeness and like uh, physical touch and lots of quality time. And I just can't provide that to, to folks. So, um, but she and I are still really great friends. We talk almost every day and she's super special. So 
She's definitely gonna stick around in my life for a while. Are you still dating each other or just friends? No, we're, we're just friends. Although okay. we, still, we still have sleepovers and um, we still go on really cute friend dates. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I actually told her that I like was in love with her. Um, what recently pretty recently yeah and um and i'm okay with that like it, it feels really good to like to share that because she's a great person and i just want her to know that i love her i love her through Aww. everything really like seeing from dating her to like now just being really good friends i see all sides of her you know yeah um and yeah, she received it really well when I told her, like, it's not weird. It's just, if anything, it's way more, we're way more comfortable with each other now. So you dated this person after a couple months after a breakup, you met this person, you're dating, it's not working because you're traveling a lot. And in the meantime, you've swiped on a couple other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So since... Yeah, so since this person, since um, this person that I love, uh, I have been just casually dating and I haven't felt like a, any strong connections yet. And I'm really hoping that I do, so, I, I do meet someone where I like feel that intensity again because yeah. it was so nice, you know. But a lot of these people that, that I find really interesting or like want to date casually but also a little more than casually are looking for serious relationships you know they're looking for like long-term monogamous things or or just long-term primary partnerships so there's that level of like you know we just we're not on the same page and um it is a little discouraging because really i'm just trying to get everyone loved and laid you know <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm trying to get everybody loved and laid. Like, I think I, it, when my friends tell me that they're going on dates or that they, like, got laid or something, I feel so, so happy for them, you know? Hell yes. yeah. I get it. Yes. This is what we should be doing. Yeah. We should always hype our friends up, you know? All right. So we are above 30. It is a different pool. Can you tell me what are some of the biggest changes that you experienced from dating in your 20s to dating in your 30s? Well, in my 20s, I feel like I was more open to um, different dating styles. Now I am way more concerned about, if, about whether or not I have the space, the capacity to do anything other than casual. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, I was a little shithead in my 20s, for sure. I wasn't <laughs> like, I wasn't really as honest. I, um, I pretty much, I did whatever I wanted and I didn't want to be told, you know, anything else. Um, whereas now, like I am definitely more communicative and uh, open and honest and um, way more down to have serious conversations, you know? Whereas before I would run away because I was just like, ah, commitment is scary. Um, but yeah, now that I'm like almost 35, 
sure like the idea of like settling down has popped up um but like I said it's like I just I'm not really in the right place for that what have you noticed about other people in their 30s who are also dating I think other folks who who I've dated who are also in their 30s are also open to um having these conversations with me rather than like running away from them as well um i wonder if there's really any big differences other than just like maturity level you know what i mean yeah like 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 emotional intelligence is such a big thing and um we can only hope that as you get older you are more self-aware you know (laughs) (laughs) ideally right yeah yeah and like and and yeah that's what i'm striving to to and that's what i'm striving towards it's just to be more self-aware and like gain all this emotional intelligence uh, all this knowledge um i do appreciate that like i think a lot of people now are willing to kind of um guide folks towards like you know ethical and uh ethical honest dating really you say this and i'm wondering you said the people that you're dating they don't know about each other but they know that you're dating is that does that fall under this ethical honesty umbrella um like where are the lines there well they don't it's not like they've asked me like what the other person what the other people are like or anything like that you know or or who they are it's just um i tell them that i'm like dating other people and um and when it comes down to like planning dates or whatnot i'm 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 honest you know i'm like if they want to see me this day and i can't i will tell them that yeah i'm going on a date and um they receive it really well everyone's super cool um this probably is like the chillest like casual situationships I've had and I'm really really enjoying it (laughs) it's so easy you mentioned a couple times now and also in our text that you've been having some fun while dating would you care to share a story or two about this fun (laughs) what does that mean exactly (laughs) I guess it just means that I'm going on really cute dates, you know? Um, And like the fun aspect of it is the mystery behind it. So it's like, so it's like all that sexual tension, you know, just building up throughout the, throughout these dates and, um, you know, trying to figure out who's going to make the first move and, um, you know, feeling feelings. That's, that's definitely the fun part of it. And... Can you tell me about, have you been on any dates that were like super awkward or gone terribly wrong? Or you thought, oh my God, get me out of here. Somebody call me with an emergency. <laughs> well, you know, when you get on these apps, like you're bound to get like kind of catfished, right? Did you get catfished? Well, it's like people use filters to the fucking, like to the, oh my God, I hate Unreal. it. Unreal, Unreal. And so... Yeah, and so like, I went on this date and with this person that I thought was like super cute, and 
we didn't really have much of, of a conversation on Tinder before meeting. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, she was just like, let's meet tonight. I'm free. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm free too. You're super close by. Let's do it. So I met up with her and she just did not look like her photos. You know, she was, she wasn't like unattractive, but she definitely just, just, I don't know. I think her like, I feel like her aura just like was just different. Yeah. Um, and she was just really boring. And um, oh god, at one point she was just like she was telling me that um, she wanted to do all these things with me. You know, go on all these other dates. Whoa! And like already. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I already I had already known like when I first saw her and like you know the first five minutes of like meeting her but I just wasn't interested yeah and so I didn't know how to say like actually you know I let's not <laughs> let's not go on any other dates um but then again this was I was like 27 at the time okay this was like and I think this was really my only bad date that I've ever had oh. I genuinely generally have really good dates um so yeah i definitely ghosted her <laughs> <laughs> and i don't i don't encourage that right ghosting yeah. sucks i was gonna ask ghost yeah ghosting sucks um it doesn't feel good and like i did feel like a shithead but i also felt like this girl was coming on really strong and i don't think she like got the hint you know um and I was also 27. I didn't know how to um, be confrontational and, and not hurt someone. So. And how do you handle that now if you meet someone and you know within the first five minutes or by the end of the first date that you're not really interested? Oh, I definitely will. I, I go the route of like, it was really nice to meet you. Um, and, you know, I just don't think we are on the same page, but I hope you have a great time and I hope you find, you know, what you're looking for. Just like <laughs> that. It's not me. <laughs> just like that. I'm way more honest now. That is for sure. Yeah. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want my time wasted. So, yeah, you know, there's that maturity difference, right, from my 20s to now. Um, when is your next date? Well, I guess this coming weekend. For the wedding. You know how weddings can sometimes make people have feelings or people look at other people and are like, oh, how long have you been together? What are your plans? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, do you feel any sort of pressure or input from society in regards to where you're at in your life and who you're dating and how you're dating? I don't feel any pressure really i i i feel like i'm pretty accomplished in my own like personal life that like dating uh and seeing folks is just another like aspect of it and it's not it's i i wouldn't say it's like the most important thing to me right now but i guess yeah i guess taking them to a wedding specifically my ex's wedding <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i'm sure i will get uh you know, questioned by um, fam their family members and, um, you know, friends that I hadn't seen in a really long time. But I'm just going to tell it like it is, you know, we've been 
hanging out since January and she lives in Brooklyn and um, we don't see each other that often and it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. She is definitely someone that, um, first of all, she's very, she's, she's practicing solo polyamory right now. Can you explain that, what that is for people who might not know? Yeah, so I think uh, the, the way she explained it is just um, she's, she is dating other folks, but she's primarily more so focused on like herself. And so I, I feel like I can also sort of relate to that as well right now. Um, so she's definitely not prioritizing like um, last minute changes, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, so she's definitely like a planner. Um, if, if she wants to go on a date with someone, then she will plan it out. But like, if she's busy doing something else, she's not going to drop what she's doing to see these people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious about your friend group and yeah, well, where you stand within that. Are multiple people single? Are they married? Are they dating? Are they in serious relationships? I have two different, two really big different uh, friend groups, you know, of different age ranges, right? Um, uh, I was with friends from la friends last night who are in their 20s, and um, a lot of them are monogamous, and they are in monogamous relationships, whereas, like, the folks in my 30s age range friend group are... The, not so much. Um, some are married, but they're also practicing like uh, polyamory. Um, but I just find it so interesting that the friend group here in Providence who are in their 20s are monogamous. But then again, you know, when I was 24, I was in a very serious <laughs> monogamous relationship, right? So, so I, I, I get that because I definitely felt like I wanted uh, a sense of security when I was in my 20s versus now. And I think it was because like in our 20s, we're still trying to figure ourselves out, you know, and and uh, in, in terms of like who we are as a person and career and like school and whatnot. And now that we're in our 30s and we're a little more established in life or like, and you know, I hope or, I hope everyone strives to be that way, right? But um, I definitely don't feel like I need another person to feel secure anymore. Ooh. And there is definitely nothing wrong with longing for security in a partner. Um, because like, at the end of the day, like, yes, you should feel absolutely 100% safe and secure uh, with someone else. In my case right now, I don't, I definitely don't need that at all. I just feel like that's just another form of like validation um, that I'm not eager to seek out anymore. And I guess that goes back to, you know, what I was talking about uh, early on in our conversation. Yeah, I, I'm also thinking about this. Yeah, because like in our 20s, yeah, we all kind of want that, right? We want that serious relationship. We want that person to settle down with and buy a house and build our careers together and do these things and now I think I'm feeling kind of the same way as you like I I went over that hump and I didn't do all those things and now I'm like whew dodge those bullets <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas there was a time you know in my late 20s 
where I was thinking, oh my God, I'm falling behind. I can't keep a relationship more than a few years, but all these other people are, what's wrong with me? And yeah, I've definitely asked myself that same question. Like, um, do I consider myself a, like a serial dater or, um, or do I consider myself as a fucking failure? Cause if you think about it, like all of these dating moments or um, folks that I was seeing for two to three months at a time, essentially those like, they did fail, you know? And so I definitely have had a hard time with my own sense of like self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still have, I still have moments where I feel that way now for sure, but it's definitely um, not as strong because I just feel like now I have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that's, yeah, that is a big difference of like dating in my 20s or and even like 30, 31 to now. I, I feel like um, people aren't, aren't, aren't used to like seeing it from a different perspective, right? Like instead of seeing it as a failure, it's wh- how, what are other ways that we can... I guess, change that narrative, mm. right? Um, and uh, a lot of times, like, we're not, we're not taught that. We definitely see, like, if we fail a test, then we're a fucking yeah. failure. And, and, yeah, and so, you know, being graded, really, is, is just, it's so demeaning. Um, and I feel like we've taken that into our personal dating lives as well. Um, but then again, yeah, like I, I, I also, like I said before, I still sometimes see myself as a failure, but I'm also just like, I have to like backtrack and like, you know, reassure myself that no, it just didn't work out because of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. That's all it is. Um, it definitely doesn't mean that like I'm a failure or I'm the bad person or whatever. It's just sometimes it just doesn't work the way you want it to and you it you have to be okay with it i like to think of it and this has been also a perspective change for me to kind of accept and get used to because it's come as feedback from other people that i am free yeah a lot of my friends who are in um, serious relationships have told me you know they they're living vicariously through me right yeah i get that and uh on the one hand, it feels flattering. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, it, it makes me feel like I'm some fucking alien or something. <laughs> you know, like 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 shit, like like I'm yeah, like I'm. It just it doesn't sit completely right with me. You know. Mm, yeah. In what sense? I I wonder that too. Like when people say that, I'm like. Are you happy in your life? In your relationship? Is this where you want to be? Right. And I, I think everyone wants to have... I think everyone wants to feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter... And like you can certainly feel free in a monogamous relationship, yeah. you know? Um, but I think there's just... So, obviously, there's something else to be said about being completely free and not being attached to anyone 
Yeah. Um, it's that it's completely different, and that's all it is. It's just it's a different um, lifestyle. I think people would generally go through phases where they will miss certain parts of themselves, mm-hmm. right? And um, will feel nostalgic, nostalgic about like their past lives and their single lives or whatever. Um, but ultimately, you ultimately you just have to find happiness within whatever situation you've gotten yourself into you know yeah yeah you really gotta ask yourself like is this what you want in this moment and time you know yeah i think along with that like it's probably why it's so hard for folks to end um toxic relationships Preach, yeah. preach. Yo, can we can we talk about that? Because yeah. like that is real, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like um mm. there is a lot of fear when it comes to um ending toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. It you know, there's that fear of like not being able to find someone else or um afraid to do things on their own or or even just like change routine like people are just like they're not comfortable with change yeah um and so they kind of just accept what is right in front of them and um or the unknown this is a big fear yeah or the yes the unknown absolutely yeah yeah i've also been watching people dear to me get stuck in these cycles and you know you can see it as an outsider and I would want my friends to tell me like this needs to fucking stop and it's a gel it's a gentle balance between saying I'm watching you like dig yourself a grave and be so unhappy and frustrated inside every time like please cut this off and to just be supportive and be like and how do you feel would you like to come over? You want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's like they're. It's up to them to you know decide what to do with their lives, and they we can only advise them as as much as we can. But yeah, I definitely have some friends who are who are or were in relation relationships that just weren't right for them that made them. F- unhappy and Mm. um it's hard to see that it is really hard to see that and um you know no matter what you say or or how much you express your opinions about their relationships they're going to feel attacked yeah and at the end of the day they're just gonna act they're they just want you to support them through whatever decision they make and if it means that they're gonna stick to this toxic person then you know yeah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you can only hope for the best and hope that they like see it for themselves yeah i find that difficult and also now that you know right being on the other side being this free entity who is dating and living on their own schedule and being selfish now i think like if i was ever well one i don't think i would let a like a situation like that happen anymore or I can't say anymore because sometimes you're blinded by your own whatever but I feel that I'm in a place where I am much more equipped to handle these kinds of things or spot these red and yellow flags and be like nah that's a hard pass like I'm not even gonna bother getting myself into that kind of situation and like it's not bad being single like 
my life is pretty great at this moment. <laughs> right? Right? I fucking love it. I, I fucking love it. I'm out at parties late into the night. I don't have to fucking check with, in with anybody. I don't... I don't need to text anyone like, hey, I'm home. No. No, you uh, leave when you uh want. You go when you want. You eat when you want. You watch when you want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ah, it does feel good. And sometimes it does feel lonely. Mm. That is... Yeah? Yeah, it does sometimes. Um, Especially more so when I'm, like, having rough days. And, like... And I'm... Possibly, I feel like I crave a person to kind of just vent to about, you know, my bad day. Mm. Um, And yeah, sure, I've got great friends that like will always pick up the phone. But there's just something special about having your person to rely on, you know. Like sometimes you just want that like snuggle. Yeah. Or that support. Yeah. You want, you've had a shitty day and you want someone else to make dinner. <laughs> that is a hard part about um, these casual situationships. Like, I feel like I can't tell them that I'm having a bad day and that I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel comfortable with that. Why not? Because I feel like I'm possibly crossing that casual line. You know, and I don't want to make the the other person feel like they are my um, emotional—I don't know—emotional support. Um, yeah, yeah, emotional support. Um, yeah, that's that sounds like that's the line when it goes from casual to dating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to cross that line yet, so... <laughs> Not ready. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to share about, like, dating in general? Any anecdotes or advice or... I, I, would, I would tell folks, you know, to, to jump into dating with an open mind, right? And... Um, specifically just to have fun and connect with folks because like you never know what kind of um, things you could get into and what kind of things you could learn from these people and um it definitely like also be super honest with yourself as well as these people right um because no one no one has time for games and and uh bullshit right um but yeah, dating should be fun and um, should be about exploring yourself and growing and um, and also sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it should be about for sure. Good sex. Dating log is recorded and hosted by me, Wyndham Juno. It is produced by Harry Dart. We'd like to extend a giant thank you and a warm welcome to Esme Hemmings, who is responsible for our podcast artwork. We're super stoked to have her on board. You can follow us on Instagram at datinglogpodcast. Our website is datinglogpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at datinglogpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, we are super excited to share the news that we've got a full season coming up for you. 
So please like and subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're enjoying the episode so far, leave a review and tell a friend. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode.